0: On today's episode of Gathering the Kings.
1: Walking down the street and seeing my work. And it's not just going to disappear. It'll be there for my kids, my grandkids, my great grandkids. That's cool. Everything, right?
0: You are listening to Gathering the Kings with Chaz Wolf, Featuring fellow seven, eight, and even nine-figure business owners who have real battle scars from business and life, but have prevailed as the king that they are designed to be. Chaz wolf gathering the kings podcast we got steven riley on the king stage today man that felt was fun to say dude welcome welcome right. glad you're here
1: thank you thank you man it was like that riley
0: you know, that got me i almost felt like a boxer announcer there for a second <laughs> yeah exactly dude tell us what kind of business that you have here
1: uh i run a concrete construction business the difference between us though a lot of companies you call these days, they focus on one one job, right? Foundations, footings, or slabs, exterior, interior. We don't hold to one, one aspect. We do everything. If we can't do it, we have connections that can get it done for you.
0: Yeah, so all things concrete. All things concrete. I love it, man. And we were checking out your logo before we hit the record button here. You got this awesome like golden silhouette of a four-leaf clover. It looks premium, man. I love it. All right, dude. So I want to know your story. We're going to jump into how you got started and all that fun stuff. But before we do, I want to know what makes you tick. Like you've been doing this thing and you're still doing this thing. And I want to know why.
1: Honestly, man, I just, I had a dream when I was a kid. Not a lot of people get to live out their dreams. Most people growing up, oh, I want to be a firefighter. I want to be a police officer. I want to be a veterinarian. I honestly, man, I want to do what I'm doing right now. I want to do the concrete. So it was a no-brainer for me. I had family that worked in construction and everything. I got it in the door. I got grandfathered in a sense. And yeah, I just, I honestly, I seen the money. That was it. It was was dollar signs, which kind of sounds stupid to some people, but you think about it, man, anything, no matter how the economy is going, there's concrete to be done. Roads, construction, houses, residential commercial industrial there's always something right so it's honestly a no-brainer
0: yeah i love the simplicity of that and it's so interesting to the way that you position that because if i ask a guy who's a firefighter or an astronaut like why do you do this thing oh man i've had the i've been i've wanted to be an astronaut since i was a kid and people go oh that's awesome but to the general public that you hear oh i've always wanted to be a concrete guy yeah you're like wait a second that doesn't make sense, but it's true. And for you, it's your lifelong deal. I'm curious to know the layer deeper underneath that. Obviously there's money, obviously it's recession proof, all of that, but what makes you tick as an individual? What are you, what are you pressing so hard into life? You've got a successful business, man. Like you, you haven't accidentally got into this, at least at this level. What's on the inside? What's really happening?
1: It's simple for me, man. I found my niche or niche, whatever. I can never say
0: that word. (laughs) They say say it all
1: kinds of ways. (laughs) I was good at it. Some of the stuff in it, it wasn't even like the money in the recession. It was the creativity for me. I okay there he is. I know I said I want to be a concrete guy, but like our art's always been something that fascinated me because most people think of art and it's pictures, drawings, yeah. stuff like that. And it's not business itself's an art, right? you gotta it go is. out and photo. Us- way. Music, right? It's always been an art, but it's expanding more. Photos, photography, there's art. What we're doing right now, there's an art to this, there's a science to it. And yeah, it's simple. I don't know. Yes.
0: Yeah. No, it's good, man. That answer was like exactly what... Up in the morning <laughs>
1: and walking down the street and seeing my yeah. work. Yeah. And it's not just going to disappear. It'll be there for my kids, my grandkids, my great-grandkids. Yeah, that's cool. Everything, right? So it's yeah. nice.
0: And you attach that that legacy thought of it being around forever and art. It's the great Mona Lisa or all the art pieces that we all know about. That's uh, that's what you're doing, man. You're creating art. And then on top of that, concrete lasts for a long time, like you said. So it does. It does. I love that perspective. I think that relates with some folks out there because... Um, even just the perspective of art or being creative, you're right. It can be done in business. It can be done here on a podcast. There's a creative flow to it for sure. I'm a creative thinker myself, but for you with art, like you can tell it's an expression. It's You find a certain flow in the actual beauty of creating the product. Yes. I love that. I think that relates to a lot of, um, not only entrepreneurs, but tradesmen who find love and joy in the beauty of what they're actually creating. Something that I've always, I guess, I've always thought the same thing about business, right? Like I haven't built a home. I guess I, I mean I've paid someone to build a home. <laughs> but yeah. I haven't done it with my hands. I don't know how to do that. And but what I know how to build are businesses, teams, and so I, I have the same satisfaction of the beauty of it, but it's just in a different light. So
1: yeah, and all, like it's the innovations too. There's there's always something new, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. but well, it's interesting that you say that coming from a concrete space, like you would think most people are going to go, it's just concrete. What are you talking about innovation? Right. Talk about that for a second. I want to, for
1: example, like CNC's um, we have a video on there. It yeah. looks like a stepping stone. Okay. Right? Yeah. A picture turns Merriman and pops so. out. So there's the art behind the concrete. It's literally a concrete slab, both two feet by two feet roughly. Okay. And to the average person, it just, it looks like a piece of gray work. And then as you get into, into the look, it comes right out, but like wow. CNCs, right? That we wouldn't be able to do that without CNC technology. So laser cutting and everything like that. Yeah. Uh, and then even like I said, there's most people think concrete and it's like the residential sidewalks or the basement or stuff like that. Precast. That's a whole different ball game of concrete. right? So that's your big commercial buildings, right? They actually build those hundreds of miles away piece by piece ship them out, put it together, but they do, there's hold on here. There's like the mixes, for example, like this is probably boring for some people, but there's zero slumps to 700 slumps, you know, there's different applications for every type of concrete you use, yeah. even the steel side of concrete. We use a lot of steel, you know, for reimbursement. Um, they started to come out with fiberglass instead. So cost efficiency, everything like that, which we'll probably get into here a little later. But everything changes every day. Like literally every day I wake up, go online, make a phone call, something's changed in the industry. So
0: yeah, I love it. It's
1: always evolving.
0: Yeah. Yeah. What I love about what you're saying, of course, there's always innovation, but the fact that you get fired up about it.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I love it. I love it. My kids think I'm crazy, but I get stupid excited over concrete stuff. So we go vacation. I'm going to the plant.
0: Yeah, Yeah. There's always the different perspective for sure. Tell me, exactly. you, gave, you gave a little bit of the story of how you, you got grafted in or grandfathered in, as you say. Yeah. Tell us about the, the, like getting started in your own business, especially if you had family. Was it with them at first and now you're doing your own thing or was it handed down? Yes. Tell us how you got started.
1: I do owe a lot to my father, but I'll get into that in a second here. My My motivation to start literally came overnight. I woke up one day, I looked at my partner. I was with for four years. We had kids and everything. And literally, was like, hey, I'm quitting my job today. Right? Why? I'm like, I don't like taking orders. That was the other thing, right? I, I don't want to work at McDonald's or anything like that, right? I, I'm not meant to take orders. So I literally woke up one day. I didn't honestly even have the finances at the time, right? I literally started with nothing and was like, screw it quit my job, went to the registry, set up a proprietorship. And uh, yeah, I just, I started up a company, ran that for a while, failed, tried again, failed. And third time around, here we are kicking ass. So, It's
0: awesome. I want to talk about some of those failures for sure. Early on, especially since you said you, you've been through the round a couple of times, why do you think, and I'm going to go a couple layers deep with this, but what were the biggest contributing factors, let's say it like that, to the first two failures before your current success?
1: Lack of knowledge.
0: Okay. Uh,
1: I refuse to listen to what I was being pointed towards, which mm. I said, I don't take orders. Don't always listen to what everybody has to say. Right. I actually have some people that set me up for failure. Do some studying of any kind. It doesn't have to be in your industry or anything specific. Just do some studying of business in general, such as your credit. A lot of people don't realize your personal credit at the start affects your company right? So yeah. you start out with terrible credit, you're going to have a terrible company at the start. And just budgeting, big thing. Learn your budgeting, learn your costs. Otherwise, you're not going to make any money. You might get the jobs done, but you're not going nowhere.
0: Tell me a moment in time that's in your brain as you say that you're thinking of a specific situation that where you, the money ran you, than you running the money. I want to know what happened. Uh,
1: it was actually... Everybody hates this word, but the C word, COVID. Just before all that happened, we started getting price increases. And like I said, study something, business, study some finance of any kind. And I didn't mark up my margins enough in the simple terms. I didn't account for the extra costs, the fuel, the time, wages, stuff like that, right? People don't think it's all connected, but it is. Depending on the economy, that's going to determine what you're paying out, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's huge. So simple. Lots, but lots huge. Of,
1: yeah. It's so simple. I'm, yeah. I'm a pretty simple guy. So
0: the finance piece can catch up with you for sure. Especially if you're um, not paying attention to the dollars, it's hard usually for a business owner to do that just because the very thing that got them started, the, I don't want to take orders, the, I'm going to, I'm a, I'm going to jump off the cliff. I'm a risk taker. All of those qualities yeah. don't normally lead to let me track every last detail and make sure. Yeah.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: I hear what you're saying. When
1: you're doing it yourself, it becomes overwhelming, right? You wear literally all the hats your first three years of business, right? So That's right. You may think you can afford to hire this guy, but it might bite you in the ass later down the road. So take your time, do some studying, be prepared for them sleepless nights, buckle down.
0: What would you say, because you obviously brought up a pretty key point here, where for the first period of time, year, two, three sometimes more, the owner, whether either they have to, or they choose to wear all the hats, They don't yeah. actually give them away, but that's where they are right now. Maybe yeah. it's someone listening and they're new, maybe they're not new, but they're in that place of overwhelm, too many hats. And they're hearing you say you, to be careful about the expenses because they can bite you. But underneath that, you took risks and you took chances. And yeah. so how would you caveat like, you got to take risks. You got to hire people. You got to make certain moves. But while you're doing that, pay attention to the finances. Because because the other is scarcity. Okay. I'm not going to do that because I don't want to run into the issue. So I'm just going to not. And then I stay small. I stay overwhelmed. So forth and so on. So what would you say to the person who's in that that limbo of, okay... He's telling me to be careful, but I'm supposed to take risks at the same time. Like, well, give some backdrop to take that.
1: smart risks, okay? Even if you know you're going to fail at something, like, for example, i have taken on jobs over the years where, I'm not going to lie, I knew full I was not outfitted for the jobs. But the difference is, yeah, I may not have got the job done fully myself or whatever, but it actually... Um, allowed me to outsource some networking there and it actually showed the dedication to the contractor that I was working for on the project that, Hey, this guy was actually serious. He may be small, he may not be set up, but at least he had the connections and the motivation to actually get the job done and get the budget. So you just go ahead. Yeah. First. Don't be scared. Go- <laughs> yeah, exactly. Hey, I love that. Go ahead first. that high dive and just go, don't look.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And then when you hit the water, you realize, I maybe should look this next time.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Maybe I should have took a lesson or two, but there's, you just gave yourself a lesson, right? So.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's both. And that's for sure. And it really is. There's this caveat here where some people lean towards, you have your ducks in, in order and have it all calculated out, know your margins, know your numbers. And then on the other side of it, it's risk. Just do it. You'll figure it out. Say yes. Figure out the rest later. And it really yeah. is both in business. Would you agree with that? Yeah, or is-
1: everybody's different. Everybody's different. Like you can't actually base your business model or your process off anybody else's at all, right? There's always going to be. You may follow two or the three same steps, sure. but then it's going to start branching off into all these different areas, and you're going to be a thousand miles from where that guy is going, but still on the same track.
0: Yeah, right? yeah, I love that. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to use that for for the guys inside my mastermind because we're all in different industries, sharing a lot of the same stuff but yeah. sometimes it's only a piece or two. Sometimes you only need that one little fix. Just a little foot, just a little nuts. It's all you need. That's right. It's good. Okay. So tell me about a bad decision that you, I guess you, you told me about your failure. So let me actually, let me start with a good decision. You, you gave me the struggle of the first couple of years or why the failure. So tell me yeah. why this round it worked or tell me what a decision that you've made that's been good.
1: Starting the business, man, again, Honest to God, going three times because like I said, I learned from all my mistakes there. Even after the failures, right, I still had the connections to the contractors, to certain clients, and they seen that, hey, this guy's back up, he's still here, see what we can do with, it. made some professional friendships, you could call, I strongly advise staying in a business with friends, but yeah, I got those connections, and it actually it helps, helped me out, so when I was back in business, I was literally back in business, so. Yeah. Yeah. Best decision of my life was failing
0: in a sense. Hey, Kings and Queens, Chaz Wolf. I want to talk to you about something that's super important to me. We put a lot of time and effort. We meaning myself and my team into this podcast, into the content that goes out every single day. And if you have been getting any sort of value or insight from this, we want it to be able to reach other business owners too. So we would love if you would like comment, share, leave a review, Post, share again, (laughs) all of the things on social media, on all the different platforms, or even on the podcast mediums of Apple and Spotify. We would love to be able to get our content into more hands, more entrepreneurs, so they can grow their business as quick as possible. Together, we are building a community of like minded entrepreneurs who are committed to growing their businesses to new heights. So let's do this. Let's help each other. Let's help each other grow. Yeah. I think once you have that perspective, you don't, you're not afraid to fail, right? You just can yeah, know that's yeah. part of it.
1: Yeah. Fa- failure is another form of success, man. That's
0: good. What? T- succeed. That's right. That's right. So since we, since you've quickly moved us into the bad decision, I want to know, like, give me a specific thing where you're like, dang it. I should not have done that.
1: Partnership. I don't get into business with friends, family. I know it works for some people. In my case, I was in business with a friend of mine that we were, had mutual companies for multiple years, started together watched each other ride. We got together, did a partnership, turned out the guy wasn't paying what he should have been paying to people. We got caught up a whole whack of money. I won't say a number, but it was pretty substantial. And I, I almost took a big hit on that. I lost a couple contracts over it. I did lose my equipment because they were actually in his name. He ran the equipment side. I ran the construction. But yeah, that was the worst decision of my life is getting in business with that because it literally I worked all the years to get where I was at that point. I had a wicked name, like pretty much where I'm now. We had we, I didn't even have to advertise at one point. People were calling us and it tarnished it. Put me back pretty much square one and I had to make up for it. Yeah. Uh, I got out free and clear. Like it didn't affect me too much, but it was the professional reputation and relationship that it cost me.
0: Yeah. Which is huge, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. So not a lot of people realize it, but it makes a big impact.
0: Word how did you go about rebuilding that? Obviously, like you're saying, it's such an important part of who you are as an individual, like your personal brand and how that associates to business your word your integrity all of that how did you go about rebuilding that
1: try i pretty much brought in complete transparency with our company so now the way we operate is anybody anyone literally can come up okay we need to see your books We need to see this we any receipts we show everything right everything is completely transparent we have no hidden costs no hidden Fees, nothing like that. Everything now, instead of just doing it up ourselves, getting it certified at the registries and everything like that, we actually pay a law firm to represent us and take care of all that side. So it cost us quite a bit, but it worked out for us.
0: Yeah, the stamp. Don't,
1: yeah, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid to show who you actually are. Right? You're, you're going to have to be ignorant sometimes. You're going to have to be polite sometimes, but you got to know when to play each card.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think vulnerability for the most part, I guess I'd say almost the whole, I can't think of any circumstance where it's bitten me long-term. It's bitten me a little bit in the short-term sharing too much, but I think in the long-term it was what was supposed to happen anyway, but it actually worked out. You know what I mean?
1: Oh yeah. Yeah.
0: So I think that vulnerability really is, it's a new currency inside of business, inside of team building, leading people, all of that. Yeah. Okay. What would you say now is like your decision-making process? Meaning like you got a decision that comes across your desk. You've obviously made some good ones, some bad ones in the past. Is there a discipline that you follow anything like that?
1: This is going to sound pretty terrible, but not entirely. Not the first time, time I've heard it. <laughs> in first, right? Dive in head first. Um, we do weigh pros and cons, right? like certain projects obviously are out of our reach or something like that, for example. But yeah, you just, you got to weigh up the pros and cons. I don't... I honestly didn't get into business for money. And a lot of people, this is one piece of advice I give, like every, a lot of people think that, hey, this guy's got a business, he's rich, right? Oh, he's wearing a nice suit, he's got a nice watch, he's he's got it going on. Don't get into business if you're out to make money, plain and simple. If you're out just to make the money, you're not going to go anywhere. But yeah, you just, you got to weigh the pros and cons. Even if there is more cons than the pros on some jobs, we'll still take it just so I myself can learn from my mistakes, as well as our employees and our guys or our contractors, anybody that works with us or along us, we can all have a learning experience of some sort. So,
0: sure. Got it. You
1: can't always have the good. You got to have the, yeah.
0: the good. I'm glad I dug out the art piece from you at the beginning because when we started this thing, it was dollar signs and money. And to hear you say it's not about the money, I knew that it wasn't. Right. And I'm glad you yeah, brought first, us to the-, the
1: first two tries for me was the money.
0: There right. I'm like,
1: I got kids. I got this. I'm tired of this. I seen my old, well, originally, we got the thought going in my head. I think I was about 16, 15, 16. And I was working for my buddy's stepdad. And he pretty much put me in charge of the cruise at that point. Right. I've been doing it. I've been doing it 17 years. A lot of people don't real believe me, but I was 13 working with dad. I'm 30 now, 17 years, do the math. I seen his checks, I seen his books. Right, so I'm like, hey, this guy's cutting these guys a two hundred seventy thousand dollar check, and I'm getting fifteen hundred dollars for doing all the work. Right, so I'm like, through that, we're going into business. Right, so I jumped into business. Thought all I thought about was money, bad idea. And then now I just realized, hey, like we're out here to provide a service. Our industry, we get a lot of bad talk and bad reputations. I don't know exactly why, but we're just hated on. So I actually started this business now, it's just pretty much a providing quality products at affordable cost. Man. Like I said, we don't even hide in costs or anything. So we have our markups, but they're not drastic like guy down, the guys down the weeks. So I got into business for freedom, but not financial freedom. I can choose to work four days a, a month, but really if I want to, and we'll, we're still good, right?
0: Yeah. Okay. I want to go, I'm going to come at you on speed round questions, a little different angle here. If you had to dwindle everything in your business down to one trackable metric, what would that be?
1: It would be a cross. It would be my sales matched with my marketing. We do a lot of advertising, a lot of marketing. I literally anywhere we go, we're dropping cards where we're in shirts, we're putting logos up, we're putting banners, we're doing sponsorships, we're doing everything. Right. So that's I that would pretty much be where what we're spending on the marketing, and I would encourage anybody to do this as well. Track what you're spending on your marketing, track what you're spending on your sales, right? Don't even worry about your costs or anything before. Just literally look at what you're spending on your marketing. Look at what you're making on your sales, right? You don't have to break it down, anything like that. Just
0: literally compare the two. So don't- And for you, that gives you the math equation to know if you're getting the jobs in from the marketing and the sales process, that the pricing on the back end is good.
1: Exactly right. Like for example, we did. I spent seven seven hundred fifty on in a week or something like that on some marketing and everything like that. That actually landed us a two hundred fifty thousand dollars job. Paul parts and yeah. we wound up yeah. subbing that job out, which took I took ten percent of free. So I did yeah. next to nothing, paid a couple bucks, and made thousands.
0: Down the road you go.
1: Yeah. Exactly.
0: Okay. What book would you recommend that a six figure business owner read? none okay
1: i'm not a big reader i've never been a big reader but it's like i said you can't follow anybody else's business plans you can pay all these guys for the coaching like grant Cardone, 10 times crap and it's it might get you there might not it's taking a risk it's a good risk right reading the books but honestly i i haven't read nothing i can honestly say i haven't really read much on on business plans or anything like that it's where do you get your fuel
0: because you you talked about research you talked about knowledge you talked about gaining my perspective
1: my connections my networking i literally put myself in every possible position we can to learn anything we can from anyone i don't want to read a book i want to see firsthand how it's working for the guy yeah Yeah,
0: so just your learning style is firsthand
1: yeah hands-on kind of deal
0: yeah i think that the stuff that you're learning. In that way, or through a relationship, or whatever, is going to be a similar. You're learning the same things, obviously, because success is principles. Yeah. You picked it up from another guy. A different guy picked it up from a book, who or from another guy who wrote a book. So I don't hate on the fact that you haven't read anything, or that's not a problem. If you know how you learn, I think that's more important information to know than going and trying to force yourself to read a book. Maybe it's audible. Maybe it's podcasts. Yeah. Hey.
1: Yeah. go Anything. figure. Like I do a lot of podcast talk and stuff, right? So that's honestly, I can say actually, there's lots of where I am now because of podcasts like this.
0: Yeah. So there you go. I love the. It's a transition. It's a transition of education. Yeah. That's all it is. Yeah. Books and books will never go away, but man, there's lots of other ways to get educated these days as well. Yeah, exactly. So, got one last question here for you, Stephen. Yeah. If you lost it all, which I guess for a third time, (laughs) what would you do? Being that you've done it so differently this time, if you lost it this time, what would you do? Do it again. Just like that, fourth time.
1: Yep, no problems. No matter what, I've seen companies that have been around 30, 40 years, multi-millions, like huge contracts, they've gone under, right? It happens to everybody. You can't forecast it, you can't predict it. There's nothing you can do about it except live and learn. Right. And if you did well enough, the first round or the last round, fourth, fifth, whatever it is for you, you should still be able to pick your feet back up and get going where you left off. You should be able to have those connections still in some form to get you somewhere. Right. And it's like I tell everybody, put yourself in those awkward positions. If you know there's a business meeting going on for city tender and you're not at that level yet, go put yourself in there. Go sit in that meeting. You may not know what they're talking about, but guess what? You're going to leave an impact on that. So when you show up, when you grow up, you get big. They're going to know, hey, this guy means business. This guy's already been here. He knows what's going on. Um, Any lectures, anything you can get to, even if you don't belong there. Get in there. Yeah. If you don't feel comfortable in that suit, whatever. Get in there, get it done. Right. Drop your cards off anywhere you can. Do any kind of advertising you can. It doesn't have to be big commercials, anything like that. I've been doing this 17 years. I've had this company about five years now. And we're just starting to get the exposure TV and the internet and stuff like this, right? right? So it, it takes yeah. time. You just gotta live and learn, man. It's good You're stuff. not gonna get any crawling into a hole
0: that well that is the other option
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah so you can either keep going if it makes you happy yeah i mean stress you out but it's what you want right yeah
0: yeah great stuff man how can someone find you steven how can they connect with you and continue the conversation
1: uh we have our social media we're on facebook shamrock concrete services we're on tiktok shamrock.concrete we have a youtube channel that we just started up shamrock concrete obviously and then we have a webpage as well, shamrock.ca, which has all of our information on there, as well as
0: thanks to all of our suppliers. That's great, man. I appreciate your time today. Obviously, you've given us a perspective that comes from a level of success that you've gotten, and you've been there. You've been around the mountain a couple of times, and we appreciate those experiences that you've been able to share with absolutely. us today. We wish you nothing but success and blessing and in your family and your business.
1: Sounds good, man. Just one more thing our YouTube channel that we have there now, we're going to yeah. be doing guest lectures, guest talks on everything in the industry. So any inside information that homeowners or general contractors are looking for, we're going to be discussing.
0: Nice. Yeah. So definitely we'll put the YouTube channel in the show notes below and uh, that way they can check it out. Perfect, man. Thanks for being here, Stephen. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Gathering the Kings today. I hope that you were able to pull out a few nuggets to go apply into your business right away. More importantly, though, I hope that you're realizing that it takes more to be successful than just being by yourself, doing it all on your own, carrying the weight all by yourself. What I have realized, not only in my own journey from multiple businesses and multiple different industries, and now interviewing literally over two or 300 other very successful seven, eight, and nine figure business owners, is that it's tough to do it alone. And so Gathering the Kings literally exists to bring together successful entrepreneurs. In fact, we are putting together one other very successful business owners, I want you to go to gatheringthekings.com. I want you to take a look at what we're doing and see if it makes sense for you to be part of our pursuit to 1000 Kings. Talk soon.